was it 800 bucks a team yeah i don't know off the top of my head yeah. maybe so i think that's where the money comes from for yeah the so i'm charities. guessing i'm guessing like half the money that is is for your golf cart and fee, green fees and then the yeah. other half's the donation right yeah welcome to the sean newman podcast <laughs> uh welcome back brothers um well, did anybody have on their bingo card? Uh, sweeps. Sweeps in the conference finals. I had finals. five. I had Vegas and five. I'm like I'm. I'm nowhere to be found. I'm. I'm. I'm a raft in the ocean right now. It's got to be one of the most evenly matched sweeps I've ever seen in my life. With they sure didn't dominate them, did they? No. Like every game was one Carolina by one. Lost goal. two games in overtime. One being quadruple overtime. And then two one-goal games. So I guess it goes back to what we... Three one-goal games. No, two one-goal games plus two overtime games. They're all one-goal oh, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about before is, you know, as for as much depth and defense and everything they had, missing Pacioretty, Svechnikov, Teravine and coming back from injury, they didn't have that extra goal in them again. How... If for for the listener who's uh, been paying attention to us, yeah, who's going along with this, how about this? Okay, out, out of the four of us, two of us took Carolina, two of us took um, Florida. Harley and me took Florida, so there's no way that Dust or Jay can go 100. <laughs> percent And out of me and Harley, who took Vegas? Harley did. Harley, uh, if you've been paying attention to this sucker the entire time, Harley is uh, you know what did I say he's at? He is eight for twelve right now and could be ten for fourteen. Yeah, I don't like his reasonings, though. <laughs> I think his, I'm going to have a his monkey, monkey start making my picks. Is really, <laughs> at this point, it doesn't matter. The funny thing about it is I look at the potential next series coming up, and Vegas has two goalies that have had five uh, a five-game winning streak, two different goalies in the same playoffs being Vegas. Aiden Hill has five. And Bersois. Bersois had five. And then you go to the other side, and you've got Bobrovsky, who's absolutely playing out of his mind. Like some of the stats coming out of it, like he was. I watched a couple of his saves there, and I was like, "That like those are five bells." Is that saves why right Harley's there. winning? Is because he's has more analytics on his staff than the rest of us? Is that is that what it is? Maybe hey? the, maybe is the, the Edmonton Oilers, maybe the Edmonton Oilers could take a take yeah, a hint. Maybe or? they should. Maybe he, yeah, <laughs> a little more analytics. I have zero analytics. I'm all emotion. Um, so every, everybody's written Dallas off. There's no way. There's no way. No, especially with losing Ben here for another two it doesn't, games. It, it, let me, there's no way it galvanizes Dallas. It's them against the world at this point. There's they no should, way they, they sure should. don't look galvanized, do they? The know. only thing I want to say about it, and I'll say it, you know, Rod Brindamore talked about it after game three, is he says it's just so hard when you think, if you said to me you're going to limit the opposition to 20 shots or less through the first three games and not win one of them, he said that is just hard to believe. Vegas beat Dallas for rip last game. And Dallas still outshot him by a wide margin. Like it's probably the weirdest thing is that out of the for both sweeps, assuming if Vegas did sweep, is Dallas and Carolina were out shooting both teams by wide margins. It's very strange. Goaltending. 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 And it's not even like Oh, they had the best goaltenders at the start of the playoffs, and you knew that right from the start. It wasn't that at all. And it isn't that now. Like, Bobrovsky, yeah, traditionally he's been a good goalie, but he hasn't been good all year. But you're not year. picking Aiden Hill to outplay Well, exactly. That, that's what I mean. 
That's what I mean. Is Aiden well, that, Hill's that, playing great? And it's like Ottinger ah, reminds me of Skinner right now. He looks he looks young and tired. Didn't you win provincials one year on the back of a goaltender and getting getting hot back in midget or something? That was a league. That was league, and that was um, Ryland Struby. He was our, our our secretary. He was a good goalie, but we had uh, Carroza as our number one. He played AAA the year before and was like that good. Except um, people used to get in his grill and he, he couldn't couldn't deal with it, and so. But you guys won the league off the back of a hot goalie, didn't you? Well, then, uh, didn't, well, go back a step. They started the year off like what, one and twelve? Yeah, we were horrendous. We were horrendous. Uh, like Wade, who's the How owner do of the. You remember this? Because uh, I'm the older <laughs> brother. It's my job. Uh, Wade, who's the the owner of the building we're in, he was the coach, and I'm sure he has his own version of it. But like, we were horrendous. It was not a fun year. I made that team as uh, the seventh D man, so they started me on forward. And so Philip I played Broberg. I, I played forward to start, and then Sidia uh, uh, left the team uh, partway through. Went and played junior B, and so I got moved back to D. And we walked into playoffs as the complete and utter underdog. As the Florida Panthers. Yeah, we had all the t- we had tons of talent. Yeah, but we just were not living up to anything we were built to be. If we were ever built to be anything, Mike Croza, I believe, started for us. I, somebody could maybe remember that better. And uh, at some point, Ryland Struby comes in and, you know, if, if Cam Rose at one point put 60 shots on us, we beat him 2-1 and he stopped 59 of them. And they just couldn't score no matter what they did and how much they threw on them. And as it went, we just built a little more confidence. Pretty soon you've knocked off the best team in the league uh, for the year. And, and then, you know, you just kind of, things just kind of kept going. So, so, so really like Florida Panthers. Very similar for you guys. Didn't you lose the very first game of playoffs? Yes. And that's why you went to Struby. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So if you look yeah. at the Panthers, they were down 3 to 1, <laughs> yeah. right? And they and they story. went to and <laughs> right? And the, and they they went to Bobrovsky cuz he didn't start game the first two games. No. And then they got on this hot run and now they're unbeatable. Goal, yeah, they, like goaltending is like the black box of the NHL, isn't it? Of any hockey team? Like you just never know. Yeah, well, it it, it can make just, or, it can make Vegas. or break your series. And your playoffs, well, I and picked, you just never know. I picked the two. I picked Dallas and uh, Florida going into the semis or the conference finals, based off goaltending. Well, but Porovsky's the better one easily. And I look at the other side, and I kept going Ottinger, even though I wasn't letting my eyes show what the playoffs has been. He has not been the Ottinger of uh, playoffs of past. Right, I'm playing off of that, and he hasn't been that. Everybody's exposed him every round. Dallas has been in. He's been made to look a little bit human. And it's funny what happens in players' heads when you start to make a, a goalie look a little bit human. All of a sudden, the best goalie in the world, it, it's like they're Swiss cheese, and you can find the holes all the time. And, uh, you know, and, and, and on the flip side, you can have Aiden Hill, who is the backup of the backup, come in, and all of a sudden, he looks like a brick wall, and you can't get anything it, by Is him. that the real benefit of a guy like Kachuk, is disrupting players? Like he does stuff to disrupt the other team know. and the Scoring other goalie. game winners is no 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 is no. A I'm not thing. I'm not saying that. Good but too. if you think back to them being down three one against Boston, do you remember what happened at the end of game four? He got in Allmark's grill and got and like right. And Allmark wanted to fight him. That's right. Yeah. And and is that the is that one of the big things about a disruptor? Is they actually you know they, break, they, break they call the it, mojo? What they do is they call it they drag everybody into the fight. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, and that and that's what happens is 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 he's going around doing that, and everybody's ready to just give it up. But now everybody's mad, so now we're just going to go out there instead and, of focusing on what they need to do to get right. it done. To he, me, that was, he just he just 
blurs everything. I, I agree with you. That to me, this year in the playoffs for the Oilers, Kane wasn't that, whereas last year he was. Well, because last year Kachuk dragged him into the fight. <clears throat> Actually, Kachuk last year was his own worst enemy. Calgary wins that first game, and he remember him in the penalty box doing the money thing, and and just and you're like, oh man, I remember being an Oilers fan going, oh, we're in for a rough ride because I know what, like you're watching this, and instead he picked the wrong guy, and the wrong guy dragged his entire team into it, and Kane became like. Well, I mean, he was playing good before that, but it, like he he was. It reminds me of your of our last year when you were playing when we went hit Metal Lake in that second round. We the whole thing was just leave him alone, leave him alone, right? Because they were big, they had all these pro guys, and we didn't want them to get all fired up and they're fighting and hitting, and so we just played the game, right? Leave him alone, rope Let the dog, don't sleep. don't poke right? the bear. That's right, don't poke the bear. But sometimes. In Kachuk's case this time, with Boston, needed to poke the bear. Well, you and, needed to get everyone going. Yeah. Pulled in a fight. And yeah. and on top of that, he needed, uh, as much as it's Kachuk, you needed a goalie to stand on his head and steal you a couple games. And you Bobrov, always need that. And Bobrovsky, uh, my knock on the Oilers, has was always, like, where's the goalie? This is why I would have started Campbell, and I already said this, you know, is, is why would you start him in the final? You needed a goalie to stand up and steal a game for you. And at that point, when you're when you're down three two in a series, you're gonna need them to steal maybe two for you. And right now, you look at Dallas and you go, can they come back from three zero with the goaltender they got? Sure, but the way he's playing, not a no. chance. I, 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 um, Kelly Rudy talked about that game four or game three. It would have been with Ottinger, and he showed in the very first shift how the puck was dumped in, and it came around the boards, and Ottinger missed it. And he said, if you watch his body language, he's upset at himself because he should have stopped the puck behind the net, and he missed it. And then the play stays in the zones, it stays in the zone, and Vegas ends up scoring. And then he shows, and he says, it's almost like that got into his head. And then he showed the next goal where he, he didn't even, you know, he says as a goaltender, yeah, okay, he's going cross ice or whatever, but he's not moving fast enough. He's not reacting. He's he's in his own head. And th- and that's where Kelly Rudy was talking where, where he thinks Ottinger's at. He's his his confidence has been is lowered. And so one thing happens and he just now he's in his own head and he's not reacting fast enough and not playing as well as confidence he can. is such a funny thing. Because when you're confident, something will go wrong and you just brush it off and you keep on going and it doesn't phase you at all. Yeah. But once you start to lose some confidence and whatever, you know, what is confidence? Like it's it's all inside your head, right? But once you start to lose it, all those little things, you know, just bring you down or or affect you where you're focusing on that as opposed to what needs to happen next. Yeah. Why does Keanu Reeves and the replacements a little quicksand come to mind? You know, <laughs> when they're talking about fears. No, you know what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know if I remember the movie thing. You don't remember the movie thing of no. uh, Keanu Reeves talking uh, about quicksand? I don't know if I watched that. Remind us. Well, they're talking about different fears and different things you'll see on the. I'll see if I can pull it up because I'll do a poor job. There's one more thing I want to bring up, and that is the suspension to Ben. Not because I want to talk about the suspension to Ben, but I want to talk about suspensions in the playoffs as a whole because you've had three suspensions. And the three suspensions are someone challenging someone to a fight in the last five minutes and gets a game. You have a guy who tomahawks another guy with his stick well after the puck is gone and is not a hockey play and you had jamie ben who jumped on mark stone's neck with his with a cross check and one of those got two games two of them got one games and if you look at it as a whole you go how does this make any sense 
It makes no sense. And this is the problem the NHL has is there's no continuity. There's no rhyme or reason to a bunch of it other than the NHL trying to manipulate things one way or another. Yeah. And I don't, I agree a hundred percent with you dust. And I don't think they're trying to, if he, I don't think they're trying to manipulate their, that they want Florida in the finals, no. but I, I do think that there's this general thought by the league and by the refing that, that goes into the refs of, we're not going to decide it. Right. So we're going to, so in, in the Peter Angel gen- nurse case, you're going, hey, we'll give a game to each one and we're not deciding the series. But the problem is, and even the refing on the ice, is we, we're, we're all used to now for quite a few years, if you flip the puck over the boards in the defensive zone, it's an automatic penalty. It doesn't matter if that puts a team on a five on three. It doesn't matter if it's overtime. That's it is automatic. what it is. Same with a high stick to the head. If a stick, if an opponent's player's stick hits a player in the head, it's just an automatic. And we've seen now probably four or five times where the guy gets hit in the head and, they don't and there's call. no call. Yeah. And, and, and it feels like they're, well, you know what, I'm not going to call that because I don't want to sway the, the game. But it's swaying the game the opposite way because it's empowering the Matthew Kachucks and the Keegan Colzars and the guys that go around and play like that because now they're allowed to get away with a little bit more and have the intimidation factor ramped up because you're not calling the so-called they get called every time. Well, the other thing too is Jamie Ben took his penalty in the first five minutes of the game, so you could almost argue that he got three games because he missed that whole game as well. Whereas Petrangelo was within the last minute of the game, last so it, like thirty seconds. Right. So it, you know, him being gone for that game doesn't even count. So you're literally almost three games. You know, long. the reason why they gave Ben two games is because Dallas is down three games to one or three games to none. And they go, well, we could give them, like, it's like, well, we can give them two games because they're going to be done anyhow. No, I, I don't. The only thing I don't agree with that, I do think, I think that Jamie Ben, why he got two, I think if it would have been Peter Angelo, let's say, that that did that to Stone, I think Peter Angelo would have got one for it. The reason I think they gave Ben two, which I, I wasn't sure if they'd give him two or even three, is because he has a history of cross-checking guys. If the, if the right? series he is... Hurt, they he hurt, he, but he hurt Dylan Larkin. He, in the past, like he's cross-checked two or three guys bad. But I thought I heard that that's the, the first time he's had a disciplinary hearing. That is true. So it's, it's it, you can sit there and go, well, he did all these things. But, I mean, okay, take a look at any player and see what we're all saying, though. Is is, if the series is 2-2, do they give Ben two games? I think they do there. I don't Brian, know if they Brian do. Burke said in in playoffs, the way they always approached it was the playoffs is different than regular season for suspension. And every round you go deeper into the playoffs, it's supposed to equate to even more. But so until the first they get rid of that, the, 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 the difference between that and you take, and not that NFL is perfect, right? Sometimes you get the offense, you know, the quarterback calls sure. or the offensive interference or whatever. They can be a little sometimes cloudy. But the difference between NFL, NBA, and even MLB versus the NHL is that all three of them leagues, if there's 10 seconds left and it's a foul, it's a foul. Yeah, but, but we're, you know, talking if, about, we're talking about two different things, though, Jay, because you're talking about on court, on no, ice. No, because, because is, I am talking because I think outside of that. I understand, but I think it's the whole thing. Sure. I think you're you're seeing the two suspensions, but I think it's it's the whole thing that they're doing. Where hey, we're not going to impact the game, you, but they're impacting the game because they're not calling the high sticks. They're not calling. No the, action is still action. right. McDavid gets tripped up three times a game, and they're not, they're only calling it once because they don't want to affect the game because the others are scored what, too much. What the NHL is trying to do is appear to be fair. 
They're not. They're not being right. fair. What but they're because, doing is yeah. they want to appear to be fair. So and, it, and it's leading into the suspensions. Same yes, thing, right? Absolutely. And that's the difference between them and all the other three leagues. The other three leagues, just call it. That's what it is. Just and call I, it. I, and I'm sure if you're a diehard NBA fan, a diehard NFL fan, a diehard MLB fan, they might have a few words to say about that. Because I know uh, the call in NBA just as. The NBA versus uh, maybe college ball, there are two different games. Yeah, I agree right? with you there. And so as much as I want to sit here and act like I understand the NBA fully, I would say yes to a point. That each league has its its issues in how they deal with things. Some are a little better than others, but uh, you come back to the NHL right now and you have some, like you just have some serious problems going yeah. on where, you know, like... <laughs> well, let's be truthful. Like, I mean, if we're being truthful about the NBA then, like, Colby would probably admit there's way more diving and softness in basketball. Than well, and they're NHL, basketball right? players or something. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, them in soccer. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure if soccer is worse for the diving or basketball. But Soccer's the worst because okay. because the games are decided on the on the penalty shots. On the penalty kicks. And so as soon as they get within that zone, everybody's d- flopping around like yeah. a fish trying to draw a penalty. The problem yeah. with soccer is it's so tough to score that if you can draw a penalty – that's the and, game. That, yeah. that can be the game, right? Inside yeah. the zone, yeah. And yeah. and so that so if you look at soccer that way, that's that's where the NHL is at. In the a Oilers way, should right? probably dove more with their power. <laughs> well, but they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> but this, yeah, it's 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 an interesting. They should have pretended they're Calgary Flames for a game or two there and just dove a little more. <laughs> like, would have won the series. Here, going back to Ottinger, we were talking about confidence and everything. Here, this this is this is what I was talking about. I hope it, it uh, does some relevance to what we we're talking about. Now I know you all have concerns about this Sunday, but a real man admits his fears. That's what I'm asking you to do here tonight. Good old Gene Hackman. Who wants to start? Fears. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> fears. Fears. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> hey, uh, hey, I'm scared of spiders, Coach. <laughs> well, that's not what I meant. Me too, though. Coach. I'm afraid of spiders too, Coach. Yeah. Goddamn spiders freak me too, fellas. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that, though. You know, what I'm talking Fish about. Fish in your beard, man. Ever get one of those fish crawling up your arm, oh, man? And then he crawling on you, man? Oh, damn. Oh, thanks, Jumbo. You can just rock me to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that, that's great. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is what scares us on the field. What you mean, like spiders on the field? <laughs> <laughs> get beyond the spiders, please. Bees. 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 <laughs> I don't know about them bees. Anybody here afraid of anything other than insects? Huh? Come on. Quicksand. Oh, shit, shit. Hey, quicksand's a scary mother, man. I mean, first of all, they suck you right in, and even if you scream, uh, you get all that muck in your mouth. I don't think that's what Shane had in mind, Huh? That's not what he had in mind. What are you talking about, Dan Coach? Well, why don't you ask him? Hey, what's up, Shane? You're playing. And you think everything is going fine. But then one thing goes wrong. And then another. And another. And you try to fight back. But the harder you fight, the deeper you sink. Until you can't move. You can't breathe. Because you're in over your head. 
like quicksand. That sounds like Team Black at Noon Hour Hockey. Uh, there you go. go. Man. Man we there, were there, fighting. There, there you we go. We were fighting, that's, but we got smothered for sure. That, that's a little uh, replacement. Uh, just, you know, when, when you come back to Carolina. I might have to watch that movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. That a, feels like Dallas right now. Oh, yeah, or you Dallas. Know, they, they start off shoot, out shooting them. Everything's going well, and they lose in overtime. And then they lose again. And then Ben is gone in the first two minutes. Ottinger lets in four. And it's just like, they must just feel absolutely smothered. But I, you know, so going back to it, the hardest game now is this next one, right? Because it was no different than when Florida's down 3-1 to Boston. But this the is hardest what, one is that next one. And they need they need somebody that they, steps up and drags them back into the fight. Joel right? Budd. And it's almost like you don't care anymore. You're going to go do something. Shout out to Joel Budd uh, when we were, we were down to 3-1. We were down three one at the time, but yeah, yeah, don't don't let them. Better not let. Don't us let win us win one. one. But that's the that's the Bo Sox, right? That's, yeah, Bo Sox when they came that, back from the Yankees three rip. three three yeah. Well, the the thing with this is is like uh, you know it's it's confidence and and they say there's no uh, momentum, and I uh, sure game to game it's not, but there is mentality there with like we just need something for the love of God just something. And you wonder if it's Ottinger, or you wonder if it's uh, who's the backup? Blackwood. Uh, it's a Blackwood. It's not Blackwood. Uh, Wedgwood. Yeah. Scott. Wedgwood? Yeah. Wedgwood. You wonder. You just you know. To me, this is why I wish the Oilers would have tried Camel. You know, everybody's gonna be nuts. Right. Because you got to do something. You got to do something to snap it but out. Yeah. And now the Oilers were di- were down three two, not three zero. But down three zero, you're just like, and you're missing your captain. So you're like, okay. And you might be missing dad and off now. Uh, so you're like, okay, so who's going to do it? Who's going to? And immediately I just think your goalie is going to have to play out of his mind this game. He's and, gonna- it's, it, and it's not even like this is this is what makes a guy like Kachuk special. Because this isn't where the coach is going to a player and no. saying, hey, I need you to do this. This is where you just have someone in that room that just understands the situation and just runs over the goalie or runs over their captain or you know, takes it, it, just something, something that all of a sudden there's this huge melee and everybody's, you know, and, and it's just a, it's just a shit storm. Right. And that's, but someone has to do that without being told to do that. I don't know why I lost all the, anyways, it's back again, regardless. We're talking about uh, pool party. So uh, say the, say the thing again, Harls, uh, before we hop back in. Our analytics expert. Uh, your RV. Play, well, I don't know how much he played necessarily this playoffs, but this he might be one of the first players in back-to-back years on different NHL teams to lose in the conference finals. Just Almost the exact, swept. Swept. Swept Almost exact the opposite of Pat Maroon. Okay. <laughs> I think of Marion Hosa. Marion Hosa lost how many – he lost with Pittsburgh. He lost with Detroit. And yeah. then he won with Chicago, right? Three in a row yeah. in the Stanley Cup finals. Pat Maroon, three straight Stanley Cups. St. Louis, Tampa, Tampa. Yeah. And then went to the finals of fourth year with Tampa. Pretty impressive. But we were talking about Paul Yarvey. So what do you do with him? Does Carolina re-sign him and give no. him another year? No, I think he's going back to Sweden. Probably. Or Finland. Is that or, the end for him? Or, or does I, he go to I, KHL? I so. Does their Arizona pick him up? Okay, if you're the Arizona GM, is that where your club's going? I don't know. No, it, I don't. I throw so. at Arizona because Arizona's perpetually awful, and and you <laughs> oh, got yeah, a guy right. that has. But do you think the guy running the team wants to be awful? Yeah. 
no, like I realize that. He's trying to what make I'm decisions. Saying, okay, but okay, here, here's the case for Pooley Arby. Yeah. Not that I'm going to make it. Make, not that make I'd me a good him. case, Dustin. No, I'm going to make a case okay. is this. You've got a guy that has all the physical tools mm-hmm. that's still fairly young yeah. that you can get for not a lot. Yeah, whose brain works at the speed of a buffalo. No, no, I'm not saying about the rest of it. All I'm saying is... That so if you're if you're the GM of the Arizona Coyotes right now, do no, you sign him to no. a league minimum 750k for one what, year? What do you would he even sign that? I don't think he would even sign I that. Mean, what would the KHL give him? I bet you the KHL will give him a million and a half, two million bucks. The, the only thing with that though is then he is closer to home, and yes, Finland, not Sweden, but uh, I think there's always been that part of him going back home. If he can't make it and he's not going to be top line player yeah. here, I don't see him playing. And you look at the top minutes. players from that draft, and then you have a bust at number three. Yeah, well, it happens, and I think he. I think one of his problems too is he didn't adjust well. Like he came from a part of Finland where they didn't speak a lot of English, and there wasn't like he had a. They say he had a hard time adjusting to North America. Little, yeah, a little bit more maybe of a homebody boy, a little more, you know, like that. Right, mama's boy. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit like Sean. Well, I was going to say Harley, but neither one. <laughs> Coming back to uh, Dallas Vegas, anybody think they can not not win the series? Can they win game four yeah. and start to oh, push? Any, anybody way. can win the next game. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Jeremy. <laughs> Pool party sucks. Couldn't play with. <laughs> with well, Grandma Mc- would have had 50 points with McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the fans here, folks. Uh, just outside the studio, <laughs> makes me a little nervous. All these fans outside. <laughs> anyone anyone think that Dallas can can they win a game? Sure. Can I, I is, think is there I, any is there I any way because every every I'll say this. Yeah. Every sports show I've listened to, including ours right now, has written Dallas off. They're dead in the water. There's no chance. Whatever they said the same thing about Florida. And don't forget, this Dallas team has been to a Stanley Cup final. No. It, it has been. Uh, there's no. just nothing. No. So 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 I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a case for Dallas winning a game here. Is it gonna be better than my Pooley RV case? Probably. I don't care. I don't yeah, even I, mem- I don't even remember you actually making a point to where somebody <laughs> would sign them. So in the in the Florida Carolina series, every game was by one, and we've talked about this before. Where you know Florida never won a game where they went where they relaxed. They felt like they had to give everything to win it. In game three. Vegas, even though they got outshot, blew apart Dallas for a rip. Aiden Hill had a second shutout in four games. Vegas is on the verge. You know, Jamie they're feeling ben really good. Gone. Ben's gone. It feels like Vegas, there is there is a chance Vegas relaxes a little bit here. Game four, they're in Dallas. If Dallas comes out and outshoots them two to one again, uh, very, very plausible that Dallas could actually come out and, and beat Vegas like 5-1. And then that puts Vegas back well, in the does mindset. Any, uh, do, does anyone think Dallas is going to lay over and just let them? See, are I they fragile? It, I would it, say they're fragile. Yes, they are. But at the same time, I don't think that team's coming in. Like you got Pavelski and guys like that in the room. They're not going. Ryan Suter. Yeah, boys. Yeah, let's just let's just give it to Vegas and go hit the links. It's like, no, I think that's going to be a tough win tonight. You, for Vegas. I got a question for you guys. Is there? So when you're down three rip. Like this, and it could be down three one, but something where you feel like you're kind of out of the series right now. Is there old grudges that the odd guy want? You know what? If we're gonna go down, I'm gonna make sure I run over so and so, or I'm gonna make sure that I get one last shot. And and sometimes that could put people into a fight too. Vegas doesn't feel like that. Vegas wants to close out the series. They're feeling good. Ben's not playing. They could come in a little bit relaxed. Dallas might go out there not only where 
okay, they're a little fragile, but Pavelski's like, I'm sick and tired of Aiden Hill. You know, I'm going to make sure I one time I'm going to get in there. And all of a sudden it drags them in the fight. They get a couple quick goals well, and they win a game. I've 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 done both. Well, I've I've come back from three one to win a league. We've we've lost in the league final, being up three none. Three rip. You're yeah. one of them teams. No, no, no. Uh, and and no, less no, it's than, worse than that. And less than a minute away from winning, and they scored it's a seeing worse eye shot. Than that, Jay, I was watching that game. You guys were up. What was the score? You guys were up by one with two, five minutes left. No, no. In Wayne Rain. Yeah. Two one with a minute to go. No, no, no. But worse than that because you had a guy have a breakaway with two minutes yeah. left who could have salted it away and made it three one, and the, game, the series would have been done. And he doesn't score. They come back and score with a minute left and then win in overtime, then come back and win in seven. So, and on the flip side, I've come back from 3-0 as well. Now, is senior hockey the same thing as the NHL? No. But I will say that things start to creep in your brain. And I never understand why the NHLers don't talk about this. How does LA come back from 3-0? Or the Boston, no, the Philadelphia Flyers come back from 3-0? It starts with little things. And first and foremost, they got to escape the first five minutes without giving up a bunch of goals and right. getting run over. And the Pavelskis of the world should not allow that to happen. If Pavelski was out, I think I'd be more nervous than if Jamie Ben's out. I know Jamie Ben's the captain, but Pavelski's the guy who comes back after not playing and scores four. And you're like, whew. I agree with you, though. They need everything to go right. If, if Vegas comes out and scores one in the first five minutes... And then all of a sudden gets power play like it just you can see it going that way. Well, they're fragile. So so what Dallas needs is they need they need the puck luck. They need to have some timely saves. They need to score first. They need all them things to fall into line. But I'm saying I think it could happen because I think Vegas could even though they're going to say all the right things, they're going to say all the right things in the dressing room. They could come in just a notch below, and they've they're already getting outshot two to one. So if they don't come in ready to roll, Dallas Olson Robertson and Rupe Hints each throw a goal in and. And then you're fighting from behind. Next thing, Dallas wins five. It's interesting. It's interesting that you're talking about not. You'd rather have Pavelski in the lineup than Ben because what can Pavelski change within that locker room is the mentality. Talking going back to where we were originally at to begin with, right? How do you do that? It's something small that the team is lingering on, whatever, and you just need that one guy that can just change that small mentality, and then you just got to try and build on it, right? And that's. Well, I got all the time in the world for Jamie Ben, but one of the things I did not like, so he gets booted, and you go like, you know, to not, like, I don't know, to own it for what it is. He cross-checked him in the head, and I think it was intent, and he knew it was stone, and, you know, maybe he didn't like the hit, and uh, there's a whole bunch of things there. But uh, not talking to the media is, is that's a tough one, right? Going right to his vehicle, getting in, going, whatever. It's like, do you want to talk to the media? No, that's not going to be fun. But you're a leader of a hockey team, and you have to. Are you going to own it? That's right. And to me, he doesn't. So to me, I look at it and I go, so Pavelski's Well, when the, he did talk about it, he talked about all, you know, kind of falling on the guy. And, yeah, you know, right. And he, you're he, like, he, no, you cross-check no, you cross-check him in the head. Yeah, you, you know, know what you're like, doing. Like, uh, I mean, let's, let's get maybe we could say the cross-check wasn't that malicious or, you know, it wasn't as bad as what it looks. Or Sure, you could, you, but I cross-checked him in the head. Anyways, when I look at uh, leadership, See, like I like Jamie a, Ben. But I go, Pavelski disappears, comes back. Well, not disappears. He gets that injury, then comes back, scores four. And it's just like, man, I'd love to have that guy on my team. Okay. I would love to have him so, on the team. So, so you need you need a game where Dallas comes out, and for the love of God, their top guy's got to be their top guys. Their goaltender has got to stop a beach ball. And if he's not, put him Wedgwood and see if you can run with him. Did Dustin disappear in game four yesterday? Yeah, he kind of did. No, I had a I had one goal anyhow. I thought you a little bit disappeared, Dust. 
I think I'm well, I, I think I'm watching you when you're when your brother who's a defenseman puts in three, I think you disappeared that game. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Harley's Pavelski of the team. I'll say this about Jamie Ben is if Jamie Ben would have owned it. Now think of this as your teammates. He's like, Oh, I accidentally fell on the guy. If he would have told the media, you know what? Mark Stone was fucking pissing me off and I shouldn't have done what I did, but I got mad and I cross-checked him. Your teammates would actually, I, I think that actually gives them a little bit of a boost. Like, oh, our captain was or, worked up and did something instead of being like, yeah, but I, I kind of have, you know. I or I, actually what I think happened is if Jamie Ben would have came out and said, I was trying to get the guys into the game early. Yeah. And uh, my cross-check came down, but it, it – I, I shouldn't have cross-checked him at the head area, right? Yeah. I, I wanted to come down, hit him in the shoulder, yeah. kind of get Make everybody going, yeah. right? And and I and I and, and so I shouldn't have cross-checked him in the head or neck. That was terrible of me. And it hurt our team. him in the back. He was yeah, well, no, but back. I think that's what he was trying to do. I think I think Jamie Ben came with the mindset as the captain in Game Three. Gonna we're I'm going to go with their first shift, and we're going to get going, right? Yeah. yeah. And it just. Didn't yeah, work it's out. not that I don't but like Jamie why, Ben, but I agree. That's why I think you. you should own it, yeah. though, because I think right. it actually helps your team. boost your team if you own it. Yeah. When you're kind of like, now oh, the, I fell. Now the rest of the team is answering questions about your conduct. In yeah, the game, actually, right? yeah, you're, 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 uh, you, the way you handled the it now. Group. Yeah, now they all have to defend you. And you know, I heard uh, who's the coach of uh, Dallas. Why can't I think of his name? Doesn't matter. The I guess. Dallas DeBoer. We'll just call him. Yeah, DeBoer. Pete, Pete DeBoer. You know, talking about, I, I, I don't know if he said this or if it was just the NHL guys on the NHL network saying or talking about it, but that, uh, about now they have to win a couple so his season doesn't end that way. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if any Dallas star is playing to win so that Jamie Ben can get back in That's the That's a coach reaching. That's a coach reaching, right, yeah. to me? like For uh, sure it is. I think, I think, I don't think I'm, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think you're just walking in the room saying, you know, who wants to lose game four at home in front of our fans? Let's just go out and win one. So that, you know, we're just, let's get one in the bank here at home. See, I, if I, I, similar mindset, I just go in and challenge them. Yeah. And, and Dallas is a good hockey team. This isn't, this isn't like they're outgunned, outmatched. They've been outshooting them every game. And, and they're like, we have no business being in this series. It's like, nope, you're a wounded bird right now. And when you're backed into a corner, uh, that those are the toughest to put away. And getting beat for nothing smacked around your home ice losing your captain your goalie not playing good you know it's like oh maybe they come out and do the same thing in vegas skates on in 4-0 fashion and whatever but you're like i don't know like maybe there's something there where dallas can come out and it only takes one game and all of a sudden your mindset can change and you can attack different things and you know you win one and it can snowball it can snowball we've seen it with different what do you think teams. of the penalty last night of jordan stall with a minute left This is exactly what I'm talking about. If you're gonna if you're gonna call that, that's fine with a minute left. But then you should be calling it the whole playoffs. Like that's and 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 again, we talk about oh Florida went how many? What did Florida win two of them four games where they had a power play? Like I know that one wasn't in overtime because it was four seconds. But there's a minute left in the game and they win it on a power play. And I'm sure they won. Was it game one on a power play? So they're trying not to affect the league because we're not going to call too many penalties and stuff. And so it you're comes, still affecting it the comes, games. It comes back to the culture of hockey and how from the top up, if they're going to – they just need to make Either it Either do it or don't, but now you're affecting the games. Because how, about, how, about, how about this? Kachuk does not score that goal if they're not on the power. Car- Carolina's lost 12 straight conference finals games in a row. 
They got swept by the Penguins in 09, the Bruins in 2019, and now the Panthers in 2023. Does that mean they're in the weakest division in hockey? I don't know. Again, we're talking about a Carolina team that lost four one-goal games that outshot the Panthers in the first three games, limited them to 20 shots. You're not addressing my point. Your point is? That they get through the through the conference final every year because they're a good team, but they play in a weak division. They don't play the conference no, final no, every year. No, that was over 14 years, right? No. So, like the, te- the guys on the 09 team aren't even on this team. I don't know. He but just they said played 20, 2009, 2009, 2019, and then this year. Okay. Well, I'm thinking it, Wait, wait. That's when they've been year. swept. How many years have they yeah, made? Yeah. How... No, no that's the last finals. three they times the they've been in the conference finals. Three times they've the been last in the conference finals. They made the conference finals two of the last four years and got swept both times and made it. And so I'm wondering if that division is a weak two division. Two in the last five, but just point that out. <laughs> Whatever. I will say this, is that if you're going to come back from 3-0, I'm going back to Dallas and Vegas here for just a second, is if you're going to come back from 3-0, there has to be a little spark and a little magic. And I don't see it in Dallas at all right now. I know, but that I can change. I see the opposite. No, hey, no, no. In the lead-up year, there's always kind of little telltale signs. What they need, you know what they need to happen? They need Vegas to go down and in the first two minutes and ring one off the post where they don't get the goal. Now, uh, and then all of a sudden, Dallas comes down in, in the first 10 minutes and they do score. What, and what it I'm just saying starts is, is in, it, it starts before the game even starts where there's a lead-up where there's, there's something that galvanizes the team or, or it, all I can say Maybe is Maybe they should magic. all go bowling. Hey. What I mean is uh, <laughs> a little team event. The one, uh, what's the one in uh, golf where you get uh, Europe versus America? Which one's that? It's Riders, like, Cup. Riders, Riders Cup. Riders Cup. Yeah. When the Americans came back, I remember watching the day before they went back, and I can't remember who the coach was on that one or the the guy who was organizing it, but something in his speech just kind of clicked, and I'm like, oh, they got a shot at this, and then they went out and came back from this huge deficit to win it. I don't see anything with like that with Dallas right now where there's any kind of spark in the lead up. So I honestly I don't see the problem. The problem I see with Dallas the problem I see with Dallas coming back too is how it's set up. So they're at home for game four. So let's say they go out and win this game. Now they have to get back up for game five in Vegas, still without Jamie Ben. So they, they they won one without him at home in Vegas. Vegas is going to be re- if they lose Game Four. Vegas going to be Listen, ready. To go. they, they like, put that's them, a very they tough painted road. themselves in the corner of they have to be perfect. You'd almost be better off if you were on the road for Game Four. You happen to squeak one out. You go home. See, you win I, one, and now you're in Game I, Six. I look at it. I look at it differently. I guess I look at it like you win this game. Yes, the tough game is five. Yes, because you go there, you got to win in the opposing barn. But the pressure's on Vegas because if Vegas loses that game, now you go back to Dallas and Jamie Ben and holy man, now it's three two and we got a series. And if you win, we all know game seven is whatever. We're getting ahead of ourselves because you're down three zero. The problem you got. So what you're saying is you're going to a game seven. <laughs> the, the problem. The problem. You, listen, it, everyone's. It's like everyone has written them off, and maybe they get blown out seven nothing tonight, and it's just over. And, and Dallas, you go like, where? Like, why did they have nothing? It's like, or maybe they win a game, and it just starts to you know perpetuate out into the next and the next and the next. I, I it doesn't matter to me. They they have to operate perfectly, and perfect and perfection. Have breaks. The, yeah, and have puck luck. They, they got, but that's perfect. In hockey, written, that's what they need. They need timely off. scoring. They need timely saves. They need the puck luck. They need a whole bunch of things to go their way because one misstep. And they lose. I wonder not. if they'd be interested in having Dust come down and do a little speech. No, I can't eh? do anything. They're, they're written off because most teams don't come back. And it takes a very special team to be able to come back. True. And I don't think Dallas is a special team. Well, we're going to find out. We are. 
Well, boys, thanks for uh, hopping in. Are we'll we doing you. our... Doing our what? Well, I guess we got to wait. Tell well, the, the problem is we can't... How do you predict? I mean, in saying that, the Stanley Cup Finals could be a couple games in. Yeah, so, so, so right now, assuming Vegas gets in, right? We're going to assume that right now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Florida to win the Cup because I think Bobrovsky is going to run the tables here. And uh, so that's my pick. I, I guess we got to do games. So what are they going to Florida over Vegas in and st- six. And uh, MVP. Florida over Bro- Vegas over six. Man, that's, a t- that's a tough one. Who wins it between Bobrovsky and Kachuk? That's your that's your two guys, right? Kachuk, how many game winners does Kachuk have? Five now? I don't know. What is he Like, have? it's ridiculous. And, but Bobrovsky is just yet? out of this world. He must have I, I, set the record. I'm going to go Bobrovsky. Dust? Harles? Uh, <clears throat> Florida, if they win, will have beat the one, two, and three seeds in the Eastern Conference, and then will have played the number one seed on the other side. I just like the storyline. I'm going Florida. Right, that's not very good analytics, Harley. You don't, don't go with the storyline. You haven't been emotional the whole time. <laughs> yeah, don't do, don't do that, Harley. Right, don't, don't switch yeah. your thing. Uh, so then uh, Florida in... Five, Florida and five, and uh, your MVP. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't really want to go the same as Jason, so nobody else has been able to go. So I'm gonna go to Chuck. Good. I'm gonna go Vegas in six games. I think it's gonna be a great finals, quite honestly. And I haven't. Even, I don't even know who from Vegas I'd pick for. Aiden that. Hill. <laughs> That's not far off. They say they say the highest rated guy right now is Jack Eichel. I uh, God, I can't do that. Are though. you gonna pick Vegas and Eichel? I can't, I can't take no, Eichel. No, no, no. Hey, 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 is it like is it like the Ron Hextall? Do you take Vegas and pick Bobrovsky as the MVP? You <laughs> huh? almost could. I'll go with Mark Stone just because I cannot stand Jack Eichel. And I tell you what, I I bet against Florida one round. That was not the first round. I bet against them with Toronto, and they've proven me. Uh, you know, they've just found a way no matter the obstacle. They've like Harley just rattled off. So I got Florida. I'm going to say we're going to have a, a, a seven game series. What the heck? And I think Kachuk is his to lose right now. Um, one thing with, we... without him, I don't like, don't get me wrong. You need the saves, but he just continues to find a way to will them on. So it, it'd be close though. But Rossi's not a bad choice at all. The one thing we didn't discuss this week was Toronto firing the GM. Which well, Jay said they shouldn't do, and I said they would do. Yeah, and he just got permission to talk to. We were talking. Someone was asking would permission you- to talk to who? Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but did you hear the story from Shanahan? No. So Shanahan came on afterwards and said that him and Dubas had an agreement pretty much ironed out, and he asked Dubas not to talk to the media till after they signed the agreement. Dubas really wanted to talk to the media, so Dubas went on talked to the media about everything and about how tough it was and how tough on his family and stuff. And it changed Shanahan's opinion. After that interview that Dubas did, Shanahan said, I had second thoughts. And then they went through the rest, like through the early part of that week. When was that? Well, when did Dubas have that big media? Yeah, it was last week. Last week sometime. And so Shanahan then went through the next couple days, met with Dubas, they were still gonna. They were still looking at signing. I believe the next day or something. And Shanahan met him the next morning and let him go. That was the most bizarre interview I've ever seen regarding Who, whose interview. 
Shanahan's. Okay. With the media availability like that, that is the most most in depth. Any like in the hockey world, especially right where he's laying out day to day for like a week, what he's thinking, the conversations that are being had, who's having the conversations, uh, not even just phone calls, but emails and going through it Isn't all. Like Shanahan's I, mo. And the reason why I say that when he ran the suspensions for the league. That's how he do, he put out a video and say, this is what the things we're looking at and this is the reason we came to that decision. And you could disagree with the ultimate decision, but he'd lay out what very transparent. And I actually really enjoyed that. And so it's funny that he's doing it now as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what's interesting is you go, they, they, the one thing they said is they think him and Dubas were having like power struggle. Yeah. Like Dubas wanted Shanahan to take a step back and but they were still going to sign Dubas. Like there was a deal there, and then it all changed after his interview. And now he's moved on. But you think if he can get Trey Living in there, is that not a great fit for Toronto? Like after the job he did in Calgary. Well, I can't believe I'm actually going to go down this path. But the problem Toronto had, which I think Malcolm Ragge talks to, is if you watch that team in the playoffs, the problem they had in that Florida series is they didn't have enough grinders, guys that hit and bang and, and work is how I put it. They had the high-end talent, without a doubt. They have high-end talent on that team, but I don't think they had enough but, of those bottom line but guys. But what, what's your identity? Your, your identity going through the entire thing was based off speed and skill, and then right at the trade deadline, Dubas brings in a bunch of hitting and big – Big guys, right? And that, like, that's not your team identity. So, to me, like, but are we not? Uh, whoa! But are we not missing that? Well, in the end, I thought it was a successful season for Toronto. Sure, I understand everybody wants to go to the Stanley Cup final and win Stanley Cups every year, and I understand that's the ultimate goal. Toronto had not won a first round series for like twenty years. Nineteen, and 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 so. They got they won the first round series. So the moves that Dubas made worked to win that first round. Did I understand that there was high expectations, no different than with the Oilers, but not every team's journey is where every year you make it to the finals. They won that huge series. It was such an emotional thing for them. They just didn't have the experience. Their core group is a young group. Marner and Matthews and Neilander are young guys. And they didn't have that experience in game. The second round, they just came in. They just didn't have anything left in the tank. But but next year doesn't mean that that's going to be the same. But he brought in some more grit, and it worked. They got through the first round. They won a series. Isn't that a win for Toronto? It is. And uh, I just can't get out of my brain that uh, Shanahan told Dubas, don't do media until the deal is signed. And he went against that. And things he said in there undermined him getting his next deal with Toronto. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Well, essentially, if you're a Leafs fan, if you like Shan- that about Shanahan, if yeah. if you're Shanahan and you come to an agreement and you have a discussion and the other guy agrees to it and then goes back on what you agreed to, yeah, yeah. Like, well, how I do mean, you trust that, the guy. Well, the thing is, is like he's looking at it, going, "Now I have doubts, and if I have doubts, I better look into that." And as he you explore the doubts, he realizes this isn't it. And maybe in the meantime, Calgary's done when it's done. And he starts to think about, well, this is maybe what we could do. You know, to speak to Tree Living or, or wherever they go. Or whoever they go or with. Or whoever yeah. they go with. And all of a sudden, one little decision, which I, seems inconsequential to Dubas, right? It's just a media veil. I just want to, you know, talk about some things. I t- he I tell you opens what, up, and that's how it comes out. I tell Man. you what, Toronto better get going here quick and find a GM because they need a solid GM that can go and talk to Matthews because... It, 
you're in real a real dire situation here where if no they time. don't if they don't figure it out with Matthews here before July 1st they're trading him. Like and then you've got to work the phones and try and figure out what the deal is you can get from no, no, Matthews. No, 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 not only do they need a deal before July 1st, they have to trade him before July 1st. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you either need the deal or you got to trade him before July 1st and every day we're getting I closer. like Shanahan even more. Now that <laughs> From I that this. story, that's a, I, I think that's I, I a totally pretty do. incredible story. And it actually reminds me of like Grandma Newman, you know, stick to your word kind of thing. If you say something, do it. Really. Yeah. Don't say one thing and go and do another. But but it, but it, I'd be curious because now I you know like I'm gonna have to go back and watch and listen because uh, is it is it because of he went and did the the press conference or is it because of the things that came out in the press conference? It's because of things he said, said in, in the, the press, it's, it's, in the it's press about, conference. It's about how hard it was on his family life and all these different things. And he's yeah. start his doubt is I don't know if he can do the job. Yeah, right. it isn't because he broke his word. That certainly had a little part to play. I'm sure. It's all because of what he says on the stage about, you know, he thinks he's been, oh, it's been real tough and it's tough on the family. And Shanahan goes, I need somebody who lives, eat, and breathes this. And because we're looking to win a cup. Yeah. That's that, that to me is really interesting. Yeah. Did you hear what Ken Holland had to say when, when asked about the uh, offseason here about maybe bringing in players? And he said, I'd love to, but with where we're at with the cap. He said, "The only guys I'm looking at is guys I can get for peanuts." Yep. So that's that. That just tells you where where they're at. You know what? And I don't mind it. You know, everybody, the best, the number one rated defenseman, right-handed shot defenseman. So you know, when we were talking about the Oilers, you know, you got Cece on the right side, Bouchard, and Desjardins. Right, that's your right side right now. Is Damon Severson, and they figure he's going to go between five and six million a year. Is he a huge upgrade over Cece? No. Scott, no. the second best right-handed defenseman it's in the NFL. It's all about sacrifices Scott and, Mayfield. And, and property and and what you're going to give up to get him. Yeah, and, but, but is he an upgrade that, overseas? No, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Is that, okay, so let's say you bring in Severson because you're like, oh, he's a little bit of an upgrade. What are you going to sacrifice to get him? Right. And I don't think you make that sacrifice. Right. And so, and the number two guy is Scott Mayfield. Well, Mayfield, the, it comes right down to A, Desjardins is way cheaper than Mayfield, and they're literally the same type of players just Mayfield has a few more years under his belt right that that's your top two right hand shot defenseman so unless you're making a trade that's all that's there for the and, Oilers like I've said for a while is you don't need to make big changes at this point I'd let do, the team do, gel do the Oilers make a change as far as like a goaltending coach right where maybe I tell you maybe what, if Sean Burke's available I would, I would get him I'd pay the world for Sean Burke Maybe I don't that's think he's the leaving one, Vegas, but the one difference that you could make that's not affecting the cap, but you were identified an area of weakness with your goaltending in the playoffs, and maybe now you bring in somebody and you've got a whole year to try and. Would I hire an OHL that, uh, scout? Sure. Oh, so we got a couple things on the go. <laughs> yeah. hey? Well, boys, thanks for uh, hopping in this week, and uh, well, well, I guess we'll see what another week brings here in the old NHL. Yep.